Alright, ladies and gentlemen, uh, another convo. Thanks for listening. City of Love, Tennis of Melbourne. Um, it's now available on Spotify. Go check it out. Uh, today, I am very lucky to have Zach. Zach, you want to say hello to our 50 million family and friends? Uh, hi, everyone. Thanks, Tom, for having me. Oh, well, look, i got to say, um, I've seen you around tournaments. You were quiet. You were just doing your thing. Um, let's go and allow our listeners to know, get to know more about you. So, firstly, how did you get started with tennis? started tennis at about five years old at my local club. Mum herself played and she took me down and I uh, pretty much just had a few lessons in juniors with a bunch of other kids and that's pretty much how I got started and I just didn't really stop. Mm-hmm. Did you start it in Melbourne? Yeah, in Melbourne. Okay, okay, cool. It just sounds like you probably... Because I just haven't seen you around in junior junior tournaments, and I, I thought you could, you know, be in inter, you know, interstate or live overseas and come back and stuff. So, are you, have you been, are you, or do you always play local tournaments? Uh, yeah, pretty much. I've, obviously, I've done some of the regional ones, Wodonga, Bendigo, I've been out to there before, but um, generally in juniors, I was typically playing Dandy Park, Dingley, around there. Oh, okay, so you're from that area, the local ones? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, beautiful. Um... For those listeners, um, basically I've done, I think this is 120th episode, so I'm, I'm just going to sort of freestyle a little bit and switch up the template. I'm going to roast you, Zach. Uh, <laughs> cool. Who cares about your tennis story? I'm going to roast you right now. <laughs> 10 o'clock in the morning, there we go. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, um... What's your worst, uh, or what do you think, uh, I wouldn't say worst, but what do you think your your weakness is, one of your weakness in, in, in your game? Uh, probably my inconsistency. <laughs> okay, so you would you would win 7-5, 7-5 one match, and you lose 6-1, 6-1. Yeah, on a good day, I could beat a lot of people, but on a bad day, I'll lose to anyone, so. <laughs> so, so when you say uh, consistency, does that mean even losing to someone who is much lower ranked than yours, and he may even have his off day, but you just decided to give his give him the the match? Uh, yeah. Look, on the occasion that does happen. Uh, if I'm being honest, it's probably I'm pretty fiery on court as well, mm-hmm. um, and that, and very aggressive in terms of my play style. So it, you know, I can hit great winners, but I can also miss. Three, four shots in a row. So, 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 so your 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 best friend and and worst enemy are your or is your emotion? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. When it, okay. when it's on, it's on. But when it's off, it's off. Okay, so you this is like a switch on and switch off kind of thing. All right. So, is there any particular player that you can relate to on 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 the tour that sort of your style? Uh in. In emotion or in game style? Uh, both. Um, probably, I'd say I'm pretty similar to Fognini in terms of emotions. <laughs> uh, like, I don't know, so, sometimes he's like really composed and when he's really composed he can go on to win tournaments, but like, <laughs> when, when he's not, he just loses the plot, man. Yeah, he's like, he's like either first round or semi-final. <laughs> yeah, and obviously like, I've been trying to work on it for a while, and it's getting better, but mm-hmm. obviously it's still not 100%. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. And then, I don't know, in terms of game style, probably 
bit of a cross between him and Curios, to be honest, because I got a bit of flair, mm-hmm. a bit lucky sometimes mm-hmm. with some of my winners and shots. Mm-hmm. And then also, again, I can just miss. <laughs> so, so are you saying um, consistency is one of your weakness, but also one of your strengths? Are you able to put a consistency for a whole tournament, so you can have an on tournament and off tournament? Yeah, yeah. So sometimes my consistency can span a whole tournament, and that's happened in the past. And it was in a few when I was getting up to like sixteens and to fourteens. That's when it, I started to really string a few um, good tournaments or good matches together consistently, or one after the other. But um. Mm-hmm. Having said that, there have also been times where, I, like, and this happened a lot, it was more um, variable when I was younger, where I'd lose first round in a match uh, in a tournament and then just bomb out for a few tournaments and then I'd come back for the next one and win a few matches in, in a row. Okay, here's what I picked up, Zach. Here's what I picked up. Are you saying you could have the best training for two, three months, preparing for tournament A and then tournament B? And A and B is consecutive, right? Week, um, yeah. And you could, you could semi-final the first one. And let's say this, they're both similar level. You would semi-final the team, uh, tournament A, and you would just play the same way you play, and, or maybe emotion got in the way in the tournament B, and then you just lose second round. Yeah, that could happen. I can see that happening. <laughs> <laughs> or, or... Um, same, same scenario, and you will choke, you know, or not choke, but just not playing well, and, and emotion got in the way, mind, head taken away, and then you will lose for, uh, first round, or second round, and then you pick yourself up again, and, you know, regroup yourself, recollect, and then you'll win tournament B. Yeah, definitely. And I think part of my inconsistency has helped me to, like, rebound a lot quicker mm-hmm. from one tournament to the next, and just, like, clean slate of mind and just get into the next one without thinking about the last one. I think that's helped a lot as well. Are you able to, let's say, again, same scenario, tournament back-to-back, are you ever, are you ever, have you ever gone to quarters to quarters or semis to semis? Uh, yeah, I had, <laughs> I've had, I think, oh, what was it, like, first, it was back in 16s, but I managed to win it, like, two tournaments in a row or something, but then <laughs> the next holidays came around and I lost first round twice in a row. <laughs> okay. So in a, re- in, in, in a, uh, in a uh, practical scenario, let's back to reality. So if I give you a wild card for US Open, you probably mm. will win US Open, but then you will lose first round French Open. Oh, uh, look, who knows if I'd win the US Open. In the first place. <laughs> <laughs> you better back yourself up, my friend. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Okay, well, so so okay, so you would your 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 hybrid between Kyrgios, Fognini. Um, yeah. How about things like your style wise, like the, your your way your forehand? Because I I've seen some of your of your videos and clips, and and I could be wrong. I could be wrong. You've got a bit of um slapping sort of a who who, who can I come up with um who's who's um forehand. Let's see. Who do you think your forehand looks like? Oh, I don't actually know. I've never thought about that, to be honest. Um, but it's definitely not a, like, it's a, definitely a bit of a different forehand to what's regular. Mm-hmm. I, I just know that it's different. I've never really compared myself to it. Because, I mean, for me, it works. And so that's all I need. Not complaining about it. Okay. Now I just realized. I could be wrong, but worth looking to. I feel like because you take the racket a little bit early, right? 
and you just you, you slap it really simple, but you hit the ball really really hard in, you know, when the ball hits the string. So I feel probably I could be wrong, but uh, I'm gonna go with Andy Murray. Oh yeah, look, yeah, I can say that. <laughs> Definitely. Take, take the credit. Just take it. Just take it. It's in. Take it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so um, so I, I technically haven't roast you yet, but um, would you say you're would you say you're a hook? <laughs> Sorry? Is that a yeah, 10? Yeah, it's pretty stiff. Probably like a 9 or <laughs> That's the thing. I said, who cares about you? I'm not going to go, oh, is that a 1 or is that a 5? I'm going to give you a 10 straight away. <laughs> All right. Oh, let's, nice. let's, just say, let's just say you're not a hook, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Were there times where you feel like, ooh, I'm not sure, and then when, you, when, then, when there's a bit of an argument going on, thinking, you know what, That's, I think my opponent probably right. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know. You got you got to like you track out to Burundara, man. You're, you're never gonna get like a. You're never oh, gonna get like a clean mark. You're always you're not always a hundred percent. Man, I, <laughs> so, look, I I, look, I love I love all surfaces. Um, I just sometimes there are surfaces really hard to pinpoint a ball mark and. Oh uh, yeah. Carpet is not the, you know, it's, I, I think, look, to be honest, I was talking to one of the girl um, last week, and her, her name's Mio, um, uh, she's, she, she does engineering, and um, computer engineering, should I say, I said, look, when, when is it possible for local tournaments to have a, um, a Hawkeye? And she's like, oh, it's going to take a long time, because, you know, time to calibrate, time to, you know, make sure it's right, and time for people to sign to say, you know, there's all, all these, all these issues, but... Do you think that there should be some sort of Hawkeye in junior tennis in the future? Um, I'm actually... That's an interesting one. Um, for one thing, I think Hawkeye would take away from some of it because, in a sense, you calling your own shots makes you accountable and makes it kind of makes... It develops, like, honesty and stuff, in a sense. But, it, I mean... On the flip side, it'd stop a lot of arguments from happening, especially down in the twelves and sixteen, oh, even sixteens, yeah. And a few of the parents getting involved, you know. You know what? I'm actually that's that's my, that's my my poll of the day. I reckon I reckon that's a good good um, good question that came from me just randomly. I'm, I'm actually what what do you think? Like I'm gonna put out the poll later today, right? Today is the yeah. fourth of I don't even know what day. Today's the fourth of April, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you? Do you think our our or tennis of Melbourne followers would lean towards yes to Hawkeye or no to Hawkeye? Oh, I don't know. Maybe yes. I reckon. Mm-hmm. I'm back in a few to say yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we got, we 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 have, we have. Oh, actually, no. Even even Hawkeye fourteen and over. Sorry. Have maybe Hawkeye maybe six fourteen or over? Uh, sitting like um for for age groups. Oh yeah, I reckon that'd be alright, especially mm-hmm. when you get to the higher level, stuck in up there. Mm-hmm. Actually, it'd be pretty useful. As as a tennis player yourself, would you pay more for a tournament that has Hawkeye? <laughs> let's say, let's nah, say, let's say, <laughs> let's say AMT Platinum. Yeah. Would Would you pay extra fifteen bucks to say there's a you know to play on a Hawkeye? Or you're gonna say, depending on who I'm playing against. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I mean, who knows? <laughs> I don't know how much use I'd get out of the Hawkeye if I lose first round, Tom. <laughs> but no, uh, um, I think definitely the higher level tournaments getting up there, AMT Platinum, I reckon Hawkeye could be a great implementation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely. All surfaces or just hardcore? Um, yeah, probably just hardcore. I don't think carpet deserves Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Oh, so clay. Okay. All right, cool. Right, okay, so Zach, um, more, more about you. Uh, again, I'm going to put tennis away for a little bit since that there's not, not, nothing's going to happen in the next few weeks. And this is reality, so I'm just going to do a real talk here. Who do you go for in AFL? Who do I go for AFL? Saints. Since when? Uh, since I was about four. Okay, well, I'll give you that. This season, they are doing really, really well. Yeah, thank God. Yeah, and then um, unbelievably that... Uh, Bombers just uh, bombed itself the last few games, and for whatever reason. So, uh, have we played you yet? Um, I don't think so. Okay, well, I will make sure I roast you if we win. Oh, I love it. All right. <laughs> All right. So, more about you, Zach. Um, how do you? Because I know you obviously go to school, and you don't. You you, you didn't do distant ed, right? And uh, how do you balance between tennis, school, and even with social life? Oh, uh, look, that's been, especially doing year 12 this year, that's been a big challenge. And I think almost COVID's had a hand to play in that because I haven't actually been able to do anything social for half the year. Mm-hmm. So a lot of my time's been focused on school and tennis. And so typically what I'll try to do is, obviously I've got school, five days a week, eight till three or whatever. Um, but I'll try to get in maybe anywhere between three to five, like one one hour to two hour hits per week. And then just pretty much balance that with the studies, obviously, because I'm trying to do pretty decently this year because obviously you only get one chance at year 12. Oh. So, yeah. So, um, all right, well, I'm just going put to put this out there. Um, are you going to go pro or college? Um, I'm actually going to do neither. I'm going to stay here for uni, but I'm going to keep the tennis up. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say quit tennis and play hockey. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) All right. So, um, so you're not even going to go pro, uh, which I think reality, that's actually makes a lot of sense. College, um, is there a reason why you don't want to go college? Um... Partially because I really enjoy it here in Melbourne, and I enjoy the um the tennis and the culture that there is at um you know the local tournaments and stuff, and hang out with my mates. And obviously, you know, while a few of them might go to college, I'll always still have this base of people here, and all I have all my family here and all my friends here. So that's kind of why I want to stay and I want to keep going through, especially with uni with my schoolmates. Zach, your response could just say, I really enjoy Tennis of Melbourne. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you have to say. <laughs> okay, so, um, all right, let's, let's uh, looking into next year, right? Do you think that tennis uh, here in Melbourne, let's, I'm not going to talk about 2020 anymore. Let's say 2021. Do you think there should be more tournaments, local tournaments, um, to allow, whether it's for, I don't know, MTs or whatever, but do you think there should be more tournaments around clubs where 
it doesn't usually run tournaments, but at the same time, there should be a some sort of a your level of tennis where let's say I don't know pennant grade three or better um, to to give you guys more competitions um, and also I mean potentially sponsors. Yeah, I reckon for sure next year, especially since we've had a lack of tournaments this year, it'd be pretty good to get some more tournaments going um, and definitely at places where you haven't been because I think that's kind of interesting travelling out to all these semi-mythical locations that have decent tennis courts. Uh, <laughs> don't drop names. I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know any of it. You know, like Melbourne Park and Burundar host quite a few AMTs, so I think it'd be just interesting to get a bit of variation. Uh-huh. Like, imagine play AMT Platinum in a club where there's four courts. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's stretching it a bit, I think. <laughs> oh, no, maybe let's say if Tennis of Melbourne runs a tournament, right? And let's say oh, yeah. let's say a draw of um, uh, 16, right? And, um, yeah. But then everyone plays... Actually, not draw of 16, 16 players. And then, I know, it's kind of like a, my UTR thing where... Actually, no, it's just round robin first and then... You know, and then you go quarterfinal, and then, you know, we can use all, you know, four tennis courts. You know, you never know. And then everyone gets to watch everyone and roast everyone if they want to. <laughs> but that's, that's in the future. That's in the future. I'm not I'm not trying to get everyone in trouble like, um, you know, who I'm talking about. All right. Um, all right. So, so you love your footy. Um, do you play other sports outside tennis? Uh, I play hockey. I'm t- I was joking yeah. about hockey. Are you serious? Oh, no, I'm being serious, yeah. <laughs> I feel so sorry. <laughs> nah, sorry. Are you serious? Are you a hockey player? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. I was just, with the sarcasm, it was just, uh, I aced the sarcasm. All right, so. I know. Oh, all right. It must, it must hurt as a roast, yeah? I, I think I just roast you too, yeah? Oh, yeah, incidentally. <laughs> Which one was worse, the hook one or the hockey one? Uh, probably the hook one. I okay. can get over the hockey one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, hockey-wise, um, tell our listeners, uh, what do you think 99% of tennis people don't know about hockey? Um, um, well, there's no offside in hockey, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting because you can have players literally camping up the other end of the field, and if you can just, you know, hail Mary one down to them, they can score. Um, are you uh, are you like what position do you play? Uh, I play like left or right inner, which is kind of like a center attacking mid in tennis of soccer. Okay. Um, are you okay? So the all right. So many 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 years ago, I played hockey, the field hockey, and uh, I had a friend who is left handed, and the coach said to oh, me, wow. "I said, well." In hockey, there's no left or right-handed. He's just left. He's just yeah. right-handed. So you're gonna play in, in. So, so what's wrong with? So what's the issue with that? So, so if you're right, if you're left-handed, you're gonna you're gonna swing with on your on your right hand, like all the right-handers. Is that is that right? Yeah. So they only have, they only build um right-handed sticks. So, so why not know, left-hand one, sticks one, like golf? Sorry? Why not left-hand stick like golf? Oh, I have no clue. <laughs> okay. Uh, nah. One side of the um, sticks flat, and obviously they just built them all like that, I guess. And the mm. other side's curved, and you can't touch it with the curved side. <laughs> all right. So, uh, would you say in hockey the fitness level is just as intense as tennis? Uh, I'd say, um, I'd say both of them require a different set of fitness. I find with hockey, 
particularly in the seasons when I play hockey, my cardio and my aerobic like capacity increases a lot. Mm-hmm. And so that makes me more fit, like more endurance based on for the tennis. But in tennis, there's a lot of, you know, quick changes um, and more anaerobic based mm-hmm. sort of sport where you're sprinting backwards and forwards a lot of the time. And then you get like 20 seconds off and then you do that again for multiple hours. And I think in that way, they both vary. But I, having said that, there are parts of the two that are similar, like the agility base. You need to be able to quickly change direction in both. So, so one, sorry. No, no, you go. Sorry, sorry. Oh, so I was just about to say one lend, but they both lend to each other in a sense, and that's why I've kind of kept the hockey up over the years as well as the tennis. Um, in hockey, do you hit the ball clean? <laughs> oh. Yeah, look, I like to say that I do, but I've been known to throw in a cheeky air swing here or there. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> the last time I checked, it's... Well, you can stop the ball. In tennis, you can't stop the ball and then hit. No. In hockey, you can stop the ball. So how can you yeah. not hit it clean? <laughs> how can I not hit it clean? Yeah. Oh, that's what I ask myself when I don't hit it clean, Tom. <laughs> All right, so... Um, Another another thing about about hockey, do you think that um, the winning and losing a match, you can sort of like, obviously, if, yes, you know, it, it is a team sport, but how do you translate that when it comes to, you know, tennis? And let's say, for example, you overcome a, a match that, a comeback loss or, or, you know, things like that. Do you, do you look at yourself more or do you look at the team more or how do you, how do you sort of play this? winning and losing mindset in both sports? Um, well, tennis, obviously, it's like if it's losing, it's either because I lost or he won, right? So mm-hmm. the opponent was up too good for me or, you know, I just lost it on the day, which there's only one or two outcomes. Whereas in hockey, I think, you know, I think since it's a team sport, it's not really an individual's fault or, like, responsibility for winning or losing, but it's more reflective on how the team plays on that day in comparison to the other mm-hmm. um, to the other side of the field. So if the other team play too good, then that's too good. But if, you know, if we play well, then we'll win. What, what level of hockey are you at right now? Um, I was playing, like, club hockey a few years back, and then I dropped it off the last couple of years just for the higher higher end of school. Because I wanted to focus a little more on my tennis, oh, and so I just oh. play school hockey. Oh, okay. At the moment. And how's how's your school hockey? Are you are you the captain or something? No, no, <laughs> definitely not. Okay. Um, okay. We've got a really good player at our school um, who went to Junior Olympics last year or twenty eighteen. Sorry. Wow. So. That's yeah, I know. Okay, actually, pretty, pretty I'm just, uh, just I'm, again, I'm very, I don't know why I'm very curious about hockey is how, okay, so we all know what, how much a tennis racket costs, right? You know, a couple hundred dollars. How much is a hockey, yeah. how much is a hockey stick cost? Oh, uh, if you're looking for a high range stick, probably 400, 500. You're kidding. One, one, nah. Higher end, they're pretty expensive. Okay, all right. But the thing is, tennis racket, you break a string, restring, no problem. But when you yeah. stick, you break a stick. So what's so special about that 400? Is it made of some titanium or special material? Um, It's like 
I think it's almost pretty similar to what they made. I think there's a bit of graphene in there, which is similar to the tennis rackets, but it's a lot of carbon. And so mm-hmm. the more, the higher percentage of carbon in the stick, the the more the more expensive it's going to be, pretty much. Is that legal in Olympics? Uh, I think so, yeah. <laughs> um, so that means pretty much all the Olympians would have a $400, $500 hockey sticks, or maybe one or two in their bag. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. Probably, yeah, definitely upwards of one stick as well. Wow, jeez. And does that give you extra... Does that make you hit the ball clean? <laughs> oh, not, not clean, Tom. We all had our bad days, but, like, you know, um, definitely more power, like, more ability to do what you want, I guess. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And it, right. obviously, with the more carbon, it's, it changes the weight around a bit, so mm-hmm. it's up to personal preference, I guess. Hmm. I remember I when I was year seven, um, many years ago, I remember we had to do the, the, the what do you call it, the, not the violation of penalty, there's, there's a long stop and a short one, and then you... Oh, the long corner, short corner. Oh, that's right, that's what I said, long corner and short corner, and uh, <laughs> I remember we didn't have any mask or anything to protect, and our teacher just said, uh, the coach pretty much said, if the ball comes to you, just make sure you're covered with your forearm. And we're just like, what does that mean? <laughs> and then oh, I found geez. it the hard way. The ball nearly take my face out. But that was uh, that's one of those things. But um, yeah, do you do you do that as well in, in part of your um, training and all that? Yeah. Um, thankfully, I'm not the one having to run out of the goal with the face mask on. Um, but yeah, we definitely practice those. Mm-hmm. And have you have you scored any goals uh, in, in your in your uh, heydays? Uh, yeah, I've scored a couple. Okay. Is it a, like a really? is it a hail mary or more like really tomahawk off balance and then curve slice second serve went in? <laughs> yeah, it's more like the latter. Oh really? Okay. Right. Yeah. All right. So, um, we, do you miss hockey now? Um, yeah, I really enjoy the team environment of mm-hmm. hockey and the way everyone gets around each other. It's a lot different to tennis, where at most you can have four people on a court. Okay. Um, and that's what I really enjoy about hockey. So, Zach, if I will say to you, if you can uh, be in the uh, Kookaburras for 2021 hockey in Tokyo, or uh, a wild card in Australian Open 2021, which one would you pick? Uh, I'd probably pick. I'd still pick the wild card. Yeah. <sighs> okay, I'll give you that. So just <laughs> test, testing your loyalty to tennis. All right, now I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll say this again: twenty twenty one Australian Open wild card. All right, or play for St Kilda in the grand final twenty twenty. Oh. <laughs> nah, I'd go. I'd go twenty twenty one uh, wild card. 2020 2020 Brownlow medalist Zach or Australian oh. Open wildcard yeah Australian Open wildcard 2020 2021 nah still gotta back the wildcard oh gosh <laughs> alright Australian Open wildcard 2021 or Nadal's forehand oh jeez Nadal's forehand oh really <laughs> yeah, I love Nadal. <laughs> so would you say, all right? So you would. So would you say Nadal's forehand um, 
is or Nadal in person and also Nadal's forehand is that's your your weapon that you're currently working on, you, or you just simply like Nadal? Um, I think Nadal's my favorite player, and I mean, so I'm working on putting because, as you said, my forehand's quite flat. I'm working on putting a little more skin on it. Mm-hmm. So, bit of both, I guess. Okay, so listeners out there, all 50 million of you, I gotta say, I have done no homework with Zach. All right. We just, we just hit him up and, you know, yesterday, all right, what are you doing today? All right, beautiful, 10 o'clock, boom. Hockey, aced it. Nadal, aced it. I don't know what I'm going to say next. He's going to ace you again. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so um, what's so special about Nadal um, outside his tennis that really, really, you find it really, like, you look up to? Um, definitely his mentality and his, the way he, like, goes about um, you know, his tennis as well, and he's um, he's pretty humble guy as well. Like, he's not very outspoken, he's not brash, he's pretty opposite to Curios in that way. Mm. And that's what I really like him and respect about him. Mm-hmm. So, if I would say um, you can have... Well, actually, why don't you attempt or... Did you ever thought about going to his, rough, uh, to, to, to his academy and train? Um... Considered it, but no, I didn't want to. Okay, but if you if you have a choice of going, and uh, you would definitely love to to go, yeah. Yeah, I reckon it'd be a great experience. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the only thing you're missing right now is hitting the ball on the rooftop, and Roger comes to your house and say you get a a free Rafa and uh Nadal's academy. Did you hear that story? No, I didn't actually. Okay, so long story short, the, the two Italian girls hitting on the rooftop and went viral. Uh, one of the sponsors from Roger approached approached the girls and did an interview. Roger showed up like literally at where the rooftop was, and they they did a and they had they they had a little hit, and then they had a they had a meal, and then Roger says, you know, these two girls are invited to Roger uh, Rafa's uh, academy. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, I know. I know. So for those who don't know, this is the, the, the brief outline. So if you check it out um, on Roger's um, Instagram. All right. So um, in terms of um, tennis for the next chapter, let's say 2021 onwards, uh, do you have any goals that say, you know, top 100, top 50 in Australia? Or you sort of want to just play um, socially slash competitively? Um, I don't like to set myself ranking goals because that gets me too focused on the result, mm-hmm. which is what I'm trying to be pushed away from but in 2021 I'm definitely just trying to I'm going to definitely try to keep breaking um, and getting myself up there and getting better results and just keep working hard and improving my game because mm-hmm. ultimately yeah that's would, what I enjoy would you say that tennis is a sport of life where you can actually do really well in tennis at the same time you can transfer that to other skill sets in I don't know academics and you know being a person yeah, definitely, and I think, especially this year and last year, it's taught me a lot about my about how to organise my day because you know I've had to go from school to tennis and then back home and study for a couple of hours and then do it all again. So it's definitely taught me a lot about time management and organisation, which will definitely translate into my future. Mm, wow! And um, how about things like are you are you majoring anything? Are you science, uh, engineering? Um, I'm hoping to 
do something with data, like data uh, analytics, um, maybe even commerce, something around there. Oh, okay. So you're very, um, you're very, you're a number guy. Yeah. So you would walk away with a match, and you go, "Oh my god, four unforced error. Oh, three double faults. Oh, things like <laughs> am I right?" Oh, I've said that during a game. I'm just, you know, I've gone a bit angry at myself and said three double faults or something, just subconsciously counting them. Oh my god, are you serious? I, look, I haven't done any homework. Is that is that what you okay? But I gotta say, man, um, someone was telling me in, in psychology, if you're counting your faults, you're gonna build up your faults. If you're counting the winners, you're gonna build up some winners. Yeah, yep. So, <laughs> just, well, I should probably stop, stop calling, counting yeah. my double faults. <laughs> so you literally like say to yourself, "All right, four double faults, second set." Oh, not not every time. I just just if I'm annoyed in a certain game, I'll just be like, "Jeez, you've hit like this many unforced errors this game, or something." Like, mm-hmm. What are you doing? Right. Okay. Right. So um, let's let's work on something a little bit a bit a little bit lighter. All right. So um, for our listeners, fifty million of them. Um, if I say one thing, you just give everyone the best tip. Okay. So I'm gonna start with um, serving. What's your best tip for serving? <laughs> uh, make sure you know you maintain good balance, get your body weight going upwards to the ball so you can hit the ball at an optimal angle, angle down into the court. Mm-hmm. Net, uh, net game? Uh, net game. You want to definitely have your knees bent the whole time, but body body weight's still central, so you're allowed, you can move around quickly. Okay. Yeah. Uh, tennis parents? Tennis parents. Um, <laughs> just try to block them out if they're bad. <laughs> Okay. Um, what's one difference between a good coach and a great coach? Um, I think a great coach will try to listen to you and what you want, and if you if you're trying to balance stuff, he'll accept that, and you know he'll work on what you think that you need to work on as well. Are you going to uh, go down that coaching path in some point? Um. Yeah, I'm hoping to do that. I reckon it'd be really enjoyable and fulfilling to do that. And what kind of, what style of coaching are you? Are you strategic, technique, mind, or? Um, probably more of that strategy, technical sort of side mm-hmm. of it. Oh yeah, that's right. Data, that's right. You want to? Yeah. <laughs> Alright, four cross courts and one down the line that gives you a winner. <laughs> Alright, beautiful. Um, uh, backhand slice, which is something I've always been interested in the last hundred of episodes. Backhand slice. What's your tip? Backhand slice. Um, sort of want to draw a U, sort of sh- like a shallow U shape with the racket where you go down and then you bring it back up just to, so it doesn't, so it just, you know, kind of sails nicely across the net. Mm. Actually, you'd be the first person I ask this. All right. Return of serve. Return of serve. Actually, no, no, no. Return of surf, first surf. Return of surf, first surf. Um, if he's if the guy's dropping huge bombs, just get the chip back. Try to get it deep middle, because that'll you know neutralize it sort of. Um, if it's a little weaker, you can probably still go for it. But I'd still recommend first serve always go try to go deep deep middle. Mhm. You don't go for winners. Um. 
Not a nah, pretty much not. You know, sometimes I sometimes I get lucky and you know slightly shank one and it'll just end up zing down the line or something. But generally, I'll try to go deep middle. Okay, sometimes Zach, sometimes Fognini. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, second serve, return of serve. second return of. How do you say this? Return of serve on second. Oh, how do you say? It? Um, I don't know. You can do one of two things. You can either move forward and take the ball on the rise and be aggressive, or you can step back and try to loop it. You know, really heavy over back over. Mm-hmm. And it's still middle at the back. Um, on the second. Maybe if you're if you're gonna step back, you can probably go. You can afford to go cross court, or if you want to, and you have that time, you can go down the line even. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're taking it early, try to I don't know, put a little, maybe put a little shorter and put some angle on it. Mm. You know, I noticed over the years watching watching local tennis, I noticed that um, especially on second serve, uh, just just tennis in general, including juniors. I feel like a lot of players they play very very differently on second serve on uh, ad court and juice court. Mm. Have you noticed that? Yeah, I think that also comes into lefty and righty as well. Because um, you know a lefty on your ad side will be able to naturally slice one wide, which is you know if they can do it well, it's a pretty difficult serve to get back. Mm. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, Going back to before the combo, tennis of Melbourne is about appreciation. So this is your time. Give your mates, give yourself, give your family and friends a shout out, first name if you want to. And so Zach, this is your time. Take it away. Uh, so obviously, thanks my family for uh, continuously supporting me for how many years, like 12, 13 years that I've been playing tennis. Um, they've been a big part of it. Um, thanks to every coach that I've had along the way, you know, each one of them's contributed something to my game. So I have to be really appreciative of that. And thanks, you know, my mates are always backing me, supporting me. So thanks to them as well. You know, thanks to everyone that's had a part that's played a role in my, um, my journey. Okay. That's it? Yeah. Okay. I like your, I like your responses just nice and clean. So, all right. Um, lastly, lastly... Um, for and I and, I, and I, I will I will I'll definitely invite you if you have time. You know, next I'm sure everyone's got time in the next few weeks. But I, will, I would you're, oh, one yeah. of, you're one of very few people that I, I I do want to reach out again to talk about other things. You know, um, I feel like you're you're very mature. You got that approach. You got that vibe. So that's I'm definitely gonna go with Zach 2.0 soon. Now, what to finish it off? Um, would you do you want to say to all our listeners who have I don't know, junior players, you know, in their home and anyone between age 12 to 16, 17. Um, what's two advice that you want to give them playing tennis? Um, I'd say at that age, you know, just try to enjoy the game as much as possible. You know, spend as much time on court as you want if you want to do that. Um, but also don't be afraid to, like, just take your foot off the gas pedal occasionally and make sure you don't overwork yourself because, you know, tennis is a game for life. It's not as if at 12 to 15, that's your, like, one chance and then you're done. You've definitely got more opportunities in the future, especially when you start getting up there. So, you know, 16, 18, and even older. Mm-hmm. you definitely got opportunities to keep improving continuously. All right, beautiful. And second one? Um... Oh. 
play hockey? <laughs> Playing hockey? Yeah. Um, I, I, I think definitely try to... Don't just play tennis when you're younger. Definitely try to play more than one sport because they'll generally cross over. Like even soccer or footy, you know, that'll help with your speed or whatever. But um, I reckon don't just stick to tennis and try to play a team sport if you can so you can, you know, get the most out of it. Mm. Okay, beautiful, Zach. Zach, thank you so much for, for, your, for your tennis stories. And uh, thanks for being, being roasted here and there. I'm sure if it's 2.0, I'll make sure I'll roast you before I say hello. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> All right. Um, best of luck with Year 12. Um, say hello to uh, your family and friends uh, that tennis, behalf of Tennis Melbourne. I just wanted to thank you. And, uh, you know, this is, this is one of those combo where you can always revisit, you know, three, five, ten years down the line track, and then you can come back and go, oh, you know, now you're coaching or you're doing this and doing that. You go, oh, this is what I sound like, you know. Um, so um, for, for, for those people who are listening, um, Spotify is now the cause it's now the officially uh, platform. So go check it out. And uh, like, yeah, I checked it this morning. And it's like, believe it or not, Zach, like literally in two weeks, already hit 4,000 played. Oh, wow. I, I, I have no idea what, what's... I just say, all right, let's switch it to Spotify, and people can actually go to Spotify, and they go back to the old ones and start listening because they got all these downtimes. And, um, yeah, well over 4,000. And then I'm just very grateful for uh, for our listeners, or, or just just in, in general, that everyone is, is, you know, putting their voice and stories on this platform. So I'm extremely uh, grateful. So, all right, Zach, thanks for your time, and I'll make sure I'll shoot you the link when it's posted. <laughs> so easy. Thank all you right. for having me. No worries. Take care, Zach. Bye-bye. Say so, yeah.